Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight. I'm just getting ready to put a couple sick cattle away that I pulled this morning. I'm riding Maggie, my little uh, coming three-year-old filly. She's got, oh, right around 45 rides, I would say. Maybe not quite that many. About a, I started her last fall, put about five rides on her. She's a late-born two-year-old, so she's still pretty small. So I put about five rides, had her kind of giving her head a little bit. I kicked her out for the winter and I brought her in in March it's now June and uh, yeah so probably 45 days I've put on her roughly and uh, she's coming along pretty nice pretty cool little filly I bought for dirt cheap uh, no papers but built built nice and got a good personality to her and uh, Kind of excited to see how she turns out. I uh, recently, in the last couple years, moved out to Nevada, and I am learning a whole different style of cowboying out here, or buckaroo as they're called out here. So the horse market is kind of slanted towards the buckaroo style, which is old spaniard vaquero slow and easy very traditional method of training horses where i grew up in the high plains southeast colorado is <clears throat> more of a kind of a texas cow puncher cowboy type of style which is a little less flashy a little more efficiency based I guess and uh, not as much built on traditional style there's a little more innovation in the, in that end of things I guess you could say uh, that'd be open for debate if, if they ever get any listeners well, maybe we can debate that but for now I'm just uh, I am putting away cattle I uh, Little Maggie had a little, we had a little tangle this morning. She, uh, I just started her in the snaffle bit. I've been riding her in a Bozell in Hackamore. And, uh, so I wanted to get her a little loosened up in her mouth before I put her back in the Bozell. But, uh, so she's still getting used to that and she was feeling fresh and so we got a we had some disagreements but we pretty well got her worked out cattle were not really cooperating very well but we got them pulled and they both temped hot and uh got them doctored so that's the main thing that counts and uh so now we're putting them away and then we're gonna find some other ways to go burn daylight. Quit that kicking. Alright folks, sorry I was yelling at Maggie, kicking dust in my face. Anyway, I uh, 
Just wanted to tell you about a little moment that I had the other day. I thought it was kind of comical. My wife called me an idiot, but I think she laughed anyways. So, my cousin had sent me a deal on Facebook. It was a link to uh, 310 Ranch Life. Which, uh, they're, I don't know how many subscribers they have on YouTube, but they've got a pretty sizable following, and they've posted a lot of videos just doing cowboy shit. Roping and doctoring cattle out on pasture, and uh, different roping comp competitions and whatnot, and then they've got their, uh, they've got their own rope shop, tack, tack store, what have you, online, and, uh, so anyway, they've got a, this rope, they call it the Trump rope, and it is a 60-foot, three-strand polyester rope, it's red, white, and blue strands, and they call it the Trump rope. I think it's actually made by, um, Rocky Mountain Rope Company, I believe, or something along those lines. Cowboy Cordage. Uh, they, these are not paid sponsors. I don't have any paid sponsors at the moment. Uh, but if they would like to be, well, they can get in touch with me. I would more than happily take them on. But, anyway, I had... Uh, I got this message from my cousin, Robbie, and he uh, sent me a link to this Trump rope, and I said, I need one, because I kind of like old Trump. He's kind of an idiot, but I kind of like him. He's, he cracks me up. And uh, so I had pretty well wore out my old cotton rope, and uh, I was needing a new one anyways, so... So what the hell. So I bought it. And uh, right about that same time, we had, uh, we were receiving a whole bunch of uh, Mexican steers. Steers from Mexico. Got a big M branded on the right hip. And we, we took a pretty big run of them. And uh, I had one that could not get out of the pen and uh, so I roped him and drug him out and when I I laid him down I tied off well not tied off I I had the I tied his back legs with the tail of my rope you know had him stretch out there took a picture and then I sent it to my wife and I asked if this meant that I had committed a hate crime in how I'd roped the Mexican steer and tied him down with my trump rope. Uh, like I said, my wife called me an idiot, but I think she probably laughed. And uh, I thought it was funny. Sent that to my cousin Robbie. He thought it was funny. Several other people I, I showed thought it was funny once I understood the context. Um, I sent it to a couple of my college buddies. They didn't get it, but they, they're not really savvy to cowboy culture too much, so 
once I had to go in depth to explain that joke, but anyway, I thought it was pretty comical. Uh, and uh, anyway, maybe somebody else besides my, myself will see the humor in it. So one of the things I've noticed about uh, Roo style cowboying horsemanship versus uh, you know more traditional cowboy style like around Colorado Texas Kansas New Mexico area where I grew up is uh, well first of all it's just as expensive as uh, as it is anywhere else but one of the big big differences is the gear uh, buckaroos rope on a slick horn so mule hide or shaft leather or something along those lines rather than rubber and meaning your rope doesn't come to a, a stop like it would when you're dallying on rubber but they make up for it with a longer rope usually about 60 foot and I've started roping on the slick horn. I kind of like it. But one of the other things is their, uh, their headgear. So buckaroos usually start in uh, a hackamore, which is made up of a bozelle rawhide nose piece. Uh, and they use a Makati or McCarty rein, which is about 22, 23 foot long. And uh, you tie it on your bozel so that you have a adjustable rein that just loops over their neck, and then you have a, a length at the end as a get down rope. And whereas where I grew up, we might ride them in a hackamore for a couple rides, but pretty quickly put them into a snaffle bit, and then you then you increase the severity of the bit from from there the severity meaning leverage more than anything and so I always did a snaffle to like a shank snaffle and then from there you know either a port bit or a, like a broken mouthpiece uh, you know dog bone or lifesaver but the market being what it is out here in Nevada, a lot of people prefer the Vaquero Buckaroo style, so I'm trying to adapt. So I am uh, trying to learn as I go and gather tack as I need it. So anybody ever wants to do some trade, and I'm usually usually up for that. But uh, so. We'll see how that goes. I've got a little yellow mare that I'm going to try to make a bridle horse. So, in other words, finish her in a spade bit. And uh, sell her, hopefully make a pile of money on her. She's a pretty little thing. Really turning into a nice horse. So, we'll see how that goes as well. She's kind of taking a little break right now so I can put some weight on her and continue training feedlot kind of wears on a horse after a little bit you're constantly shifting around in the saddle opening and closing gates and 
you may not be riding very hard but it takes a toll so got to keep them rotated out so they're they hold up just like any other piece of equipment got to take care of so uh one of the other things i've noticed on the the buckaroo style out here is that they're uh not near as big of a hurry to get a horse to where they want them now when i say that i mean that they take their time making a good horse whereas back home we were trying to get them up to speed as quickly as possible which i suppose that's probably the case there out here as well but um their buckaroos are in no rush at all it seems like and that's just my observations and not that they're not going fast enough that just they're they're not in a hurry it's a different kind of mindset so that's i guess one of the other um big differences i've noticed and uh I guess at this point in my life, I'm kind of a hybrid where I, uh, I rope on a, on a slick horn. I carry a 60 foot rope, uh, but I still ride a swelled fork saddle, which is more indicative of like Texas style high plains where I'm from. Most everybody rides a swelled fork saddle, which, you know, has a has swells on the front end, whereas out here they ride a wade or a slick fork, <clears throat> and uh, typically they have a set of bucking rolls on them, uh, or squaw tits is what they call them out here, and um, so I'm just, other other than a few, there's, you know, some big equipment differences, and uh, little change in mindset, but at the end of the day, you're still on a horse taking care of cows so end of the day it's same same deal but i guess i've i'm i'm kind of a hybrid where i i'm still used to my the stuff i grew up with but i've uh, i've learned some things since i've been out here and there there's good and bad to to all of it it seems like and at the end of the day as long as the the job gets done and the cattle are taken care of and your horse is in good shape then it's it's a win for everybody. I want to thank you all for listening today. I appreciate it. It means a lot. Uh, I started this podcast here because uh, I cowboy for a living. I spend a lot of time on horseback just... Uh, you know, alone, just me and my horse, and uh, so there's a lot of thinking, a lot of coming up with dumb ideas, and I also listen to podcasts pretty religiously. I'm, my wife might say I'm a little obsess- obsessed with them, but she can shut her dirty mouth. I don't care. I like them, and, uh, and I listen to a little bit of everything. You know, uh, Joe Rogan, of course, he's kind of the godfather but I listen to a lot of you know political podcasts and and uh and then a lot of comedy you know so any morning I could go from Joe Rogan to well 
typically Ron Paul. First things first, but you gotta get your you gotta get your daily dose of truth. So if you really want to know what's going on in the world, you gotta go listen to Ron Paul. But then, you know, I'd go from from there to comedy and a lot of history podcasts. I'm kind of a nerd like that. But I never found anything that really uh, catered to the ranching lifestyle or just western cowboy buckaroo whatever you want to call it but you know what I mean if you work with horses and cattle every day uh, there's not really any anything I've found that kind of documents that and uh, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do here and I get to, together with my family or my buddies and we drink a few beers tell stories and they're always pretty funny and my wife said, well, you should, uh, you listen to podcasts all the time. You should probably tell your stories and maybe make a little bit of money on that. And seeing how we're both kind of libertarian capitalist entrepreneurs, that's what I'm trying to do. If it works, and make money, great. If not, I guess we'll try something else. But, um, hopefully you like it. Hopefully you come back, um subscribe like rate all that you know that good stuff um and let me know if there's anything you'd like me to talk about or what you enjoy listening to any any songs that you might want highlighted i'm planning on kind of rotating through some of my favorite just cowboy type songs uh on the podcast and uh so if you got something that might fit the bill, let me know. You can uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mickermac85 and uh, Matt McKinley on Facebook. Anyway, have a good day. I gotta get and uh, come back soon. Adios. Yeah.
gone crazy out there But they ain't never seen the northern lights They never seen a hawk on the wing They never seen spring hit the great divide They never heard old Camp Cookie sing Well, I read up the last of my letters And tore off the stamp like Jim Bill, he rode up to relieve me He just looked at my letter and grinned He said, you know, I wonder Why do they ride for their money? Why do they roll the short pay? They ain't getting nowhere and they're losing their share They all must be crazy back there Cause they ain't never seen the northern lights They've never seen a hawk on the wing They've never seen spring hit the great divide Never heard old Camp Cookie sing 